reading from 2 Kings chapter 20, verses 1 through 11. The Bible reads, In those days Hezekiah became ill and was at the point of death. The prophet Isaiah, son of Amos, went to him and said, This is what the Lord says. Put your house in order, because you are going to die. You will not recover. Hezekiah turned his face to the wall and prayed to the Lord. Remember, O Lord, how I have walked before you faithfully and with wholehearted devotion and have done what is good <coughs> Excuse me, in your eyes. And Hezekiah wept bitterly. Before Isaiah had left the middle court, the word of the Lord came to him. Go back and tell Hezekiah, the leader of my people, this is what the Lord, um, the Lord God of your father David says, I have heard your prayer and seen your tears. I will heal you on the third day from now. You will go up to the temple of the Lord. I will add 15 years to your life, and I will deliver you and this city from the hand of the king of Assyria. I will def defend this city for my sake and for the sake of my servant David. Then Isaiah said, Prepare a poultice of figs. They did so and applied it to the boil, and he recovered. Hezekiah had asked Isaiah, What would be the sign that the Lord will heal me and that I will go up to the temple of the Lord on the third day of, from now? Isaiah answered, this is, the Lord, this is the Lord's sign to you that the Lord will do what he has promised. Shall the shadow go forward ten steps, or shall it go back ten steps? It is a simple matter for the shadow to go forward ten steps, said Hezekiah. Rather, have it go back ten steps. Then the prophet Isaiah called upon the Lord, and the Lord made the shadow go back ten steps. It had gone down on the stairway of Ahaz. So, <clears throat> here's the word of God. Bible says, God told Hezekiah, put your house in order, you're going to die, you will not recover. If God were to come to you today and tell you, you are going to die and you're not going to get well, what would you do? Would you be ready today? Are you ready to die today if God were to call you and say, my son, my daughter, your time has come, you're going to die? Will you be scared? Will you be happy? Because the moment that you die, the next moment when you open your eyes, you will see Jesus, right? But at the same time, you'll be sad because now you're thinking about your earthly family and whatnot. That's what happened to King Hezekiah. What does the Bible say he did when he heard that? He turned his face to the wall and he cried bitterly. Basically, he went to the wall and he was facing the wall and then like <laughs> cried. Like, God, how can you do this to me? And and he cried bitterly. Was there anybody else who turned their face to the wall and, and, and was really upset that you can think about in the Bible? Who else did that? Remember King Ahab and the vineyard? Yeah, that story is found in um, 1 Kings 21. So King Ahab wanted this beautiful vineyard. And he went to the owner of the vineyard and said, hey, 
I'll give you good money for it. Can you please sell it? He said no, because he couldn't sell it because the land was the inheritance from his um, forefathers. It's, not, it's illegal for him to sell it. He cannot sell it. But because he was turned down, he was upset, and he wouldn't eat. He wouldn't come back. He just got upset, and he would just be like a child. That's what he did. Here, King Hezekiah does exactly the same thing. He says, God, why do you do this to me? And don't you remember the things that I've done for you? I've been faithful. I've been a good king. Was he a good king? Yes, he was a good king. He's been good. I, okay, let's think about the things that he has done. So he reformed the kingdom. His dad, his father was, not only his father, many of his fathers, all the kings were all bad, like all of them were bad. And they had the pagan worship, pagan altars, idol worship, temples. Um, they shut down the, the, the temple, the Lord's temple, Jerusalem, and they nailed it shut. He cleaned it up. He reopened it. He reinstated the Levitical priesthood. He reinstated Passover service. And remember the serpent, the bronze serpent that Moses made, lifted up for people to watch and heal? People started worshiping that as an idol. So he broke down into pieces and he destroyed that so that people would not worship that as an idol. He did a lot of things. Also, oh, he built a tunnel, Hezekiah Tunnel. Those who've been to Israel, you know what I'm talking about. We'll talk about, I'll, I, will, I want to talk about that in another sermon. It's an exciting story, but he built that tunnel to save the city from the siege of Assyrians, Assyrian invasion. And when Assyrians came to take over the land, okay, you know the story of what happened to northern Israel, because the northern Israel got destroyed by Assyrians, and now northern kingdom is gone. And now the southern Judah is left. And when they came to take over Judah as well, he, he brought the letter to God and he prayed, God, you have to help us out. Otherwise, you are, going to be, you are going to be destroyed. And God says, I got you. I hear your prayer. He sends one angel, angel and that angel's, angel destroys how many people of Assyrians? 185,000 soldiers overnight. Just like that. That happened, that prayer was given by Hezekiah. So has he done great things for God? Yes, he has. Yes, he has. Of all the kings, he's one of the best kings or uh, more righteous, I would say, or more godly. He has done great things for God. However, however, at his extreme distress, what he should have clung onto was not himself or his righteousness. He should have clung onto the righteousness of God. Instead of going, you know what, God, remember the things that I've done for you? I've done this, I've done that, I've done all these things. Remember, we've done great things together. We were a good team. Now, please spare my life because I'm still young. What does the Bible say about how good of a human righteousness is? In, in Romans, in Romans 3.10, it says, As it is written, there is no one righteous, not even one. 
So yes, we can do great things with God. We could come to church. We could do children's story. We could help with praise team. We could do the we could do the prayer. We could give a lot of offering money and homeless feeding, and a lot of good Bible studies and ministry and preaching even do evangelism, mission trip, a lot of those things. But whatever you do, is that good to save you? Is that righteousness good enough to save your life? No. Instead, what we need to, what we need to cling on to, what we need to hold on to is the righteousness of Jesus, righteousness of God. That's the mistake that Hezekiah made. Instead of trusting God, he said, what about the things that I've done in my life? Why don't you care? God, if you keep me alive, you know, I'll do some more good things. That's what he said. But you know what? And there are other people that are very selfish and boasting about their pride. There, there, were, there were some specific groups that Jesus warned against. Those people who are selfish and talking about their pride, who are those people? Scribes, Pharisees. Those people were like, oh, my righteousness is so great. Remember that, that tax collector over there? God, I'm thankful that I'm not like him. You know, I pay my tithe, I come to church, I fast. He did that, and... and God said, Jesus said, you know, don't be like those people. But you know what? This is, a good, this is the good news because did God answer Hezekiah's prayer or not? Yes, he did. Was his prayer righteous or more of a selfish kind of prayer? Hezekiah's prayer was a selfish prayer. He was he was, he was talking about his own righteousness. But did God answer his prayer? Yes, he did. Yes, he did. You know, God is an amazing God. Sometimes our prayer is not perfect. Our prayer is self-centered. Our prayer is not glorifying God. But God says, you know what? I'm going to answer your prayer anyways. That's what he did to Hezekiah. When you give your prayer to God, when we pray to God, sometimes our prayer is faulty. Sometimes our prayer is self-centered. Our prayer is actually very, very messed up. But when we give that prayer to God, you know what happens? The angels will deliver our message, our prayer to Jesus, and he will baptize our prayer, sanctify it, and make it nice and give it to God. And God will answer our prayer according to his will. That's what happened to Hezekiah. His prayer was not perfect. His righteousness was not perfect. But God loved him, answered him anyways. And verse 4 says, Before Isaiah left, before, had left the middle court. Can you imagine what, what this actually means? Can you understand what this means? So Isaiah came and delivered the message to King Hezekiah. And he immediately turned, because he was sick. He probably was on his bed. He immediately turned his face to the wall, and he started praying, God. And he started crying. And Isaiah said, okay, I delivered the message. I'm going home. And he turned around. He left to go home. Before he was able to leave the palace, in the middle of the palace. Yeah, palace is big. But it took him a few minutes. It's, he didn't even get home yet. 
And God said, you know what, Isaiah, turn around and go back and tell Hezekiah another message. Isaiah was like, God, are you sure? <laughs> he turned around and he went back. If you just think about it, where is God? In heaven. And where was Hezekiah? In his palace, here on earth, in Jerusalem. So if you think about where God is sitting, somewhere in the universe, um, how far is that? <laughs> okay, Let, how far is the sun from the earth? Oh, long. If you were to travel the fastest speed that, that's known to human, what's that? The speed of light. How long does it take to travel from the earth to the sun? About 8 minutes and 20 seconds. That's how, but sun is really close. Um, if you think about Orion, that's like over a thousand light year away, 1,300 or something, 1,200 or something year. The throne of God, the, the universe where we don't even know where God is, but that place is thousands, if not hundreds, or thousands of thousands of light years away. When Hezekiah prayed, bam, instantly, the prayer reached heaven, the throne of God, where he was, where he is, then came back within a matter of minutes. So when you pray, wherever you are, does God hear our prayer? Yes. Doesn't matter wherever he is. Have you seen, like, if you've seen, like, the, the, the live newscast, when there is the, the studio, and then there is a reporter out there, like, reporting the bad weather, or, like, some kind of accident, or some kind of something. And when they say, okay, tell us what's going on. And there is, a, like, a pause of, like, two, three seconds. Do you realize that? Because, yeah, they're using the satellite, they're using the internet and whatnot, but it, it still takes a few seconds for that communication to go back and forth. Can you imagine how long it would take from here to heaven and come back? But there is no delay. That's how God answers our prayers. Now, <clears throat> he prays, and God answers in verse 5. I have heard your prayer and seen your tears. Can you grasp this image? When we pray, he was praying in his, in, his, in his bedroom probably, facing the wall. And he said, I heard your prayer. I've seen your tears. There was nobody in his room. I mean, Isaiah was there, but he left. But definitely God wasn't there. But God says, I've seen your tears. I've heard your prayer. So friends, when we pray to God, just know that God hears us. God sees what we, are, what we are doing. God knows exactly what we are going through. If you ever think that God doesn't understand, he's too far away, he doesn't know what's going on, no. He knows exactly what we are going through. And he answers our prayers. God of Hezekiah is the same God today. And I pray that you will pray to that God who can hear our prayers and who can see our tears. How many of you want to pray to that God? May God give us the encouragement, give, give us the courage to pray to God, and you would experience God, the power of God answering our prayers.
And God says in verse 6, I will give you 15 more years. Let me ask you this question. If you know, if God says, you know what, I'm going to extend your life for 15 more years, is that a good thing or a bad thing? It's a good thing that you will live for 15 more years, but you know that in 15 more years, you're going to die. Knowing the day that you're going to die, is that a good thing? <laughs> I don't know if that is a good thing. <laughs> but at least for him, because he was going to die, like right away, he has 15 more years. Maybe the first five years, he'll be, you know what, I have 15 years. I have 10 more years. He'll be okay, but I, I, I don't know. <laughs> but God extended his life for 15 more years. But you know, Hezekiah has been a good king for all this time, all his life. He's been a great king, reformed the whole nation for God. He stood up for God. He destroyed the pagan worship. He destroyed the idol worship. He's been a great king. But because of his extension of 15 years, you know what happens? He had a son named Manasseh. And that has been the worst king in the history of Israel. And not only that, he makes the huge mistake of showing all he has, all the goodies. And because of that, Isaiah comes back and says, you know what, everything that, everything that you have shown to these people will be taken away. Someday, be taken away. And some of your sons will be eunuchs in Babylon. And who... Do we know anybody who became like that? Daniel and his friends. He's from the royal bloodline. So Daniel, his direct descendant, became a eunuch because of this. So he made that mistake. Had he not lived 15 more years, he would have died a king with no fault. But now, because he, he had asked for this, God has granted what he wished for. But now, he, his end life was marred with bad things, the, the life choices that he had made. You have to be careful for what you are asking for. Because sometimes you'll be asking for something that may not always be a good thing. I want to share this quotation with you. If you can go to the next slide. <clears throat> it's, it's found in um, Our Father Cares, page 66, Ellen White's book. It says, God never leads his children otherwise than they would choose to be led. If they could see the end from the beginning and discern the glory of the uh, purpose which they are fulfilling as co-workers with him. Do you understand the quote? Basically, if God is leading you, he's going to lead you to the path that you will choose. If you can see like God, see from end from the beginning and discern the glory of God as what? The co-workers with God and say, you know what, God, I want to go this way. I'm gonna, I, want, I want to choose this. That's the way that God is leading us. But because we are human beings, finite beings, we don't see the whole thing. We don't see the big picture. And we say, you know what, God, can you please take this away from me? I can't handle it. I want to go this way. No, God is leading us to the path that we would choose if we were God. 
but we can see as God sees. That's the way God is leading us. So when you pray, you better pray for God's will to be done instead of asking your own, our own will to be done. Hezekiah prays, God answered and says, I will heal you. I will heal you. But you know, Hezekiah says, God, he doesn't even say thank you, God, for healing me. The first word he says, or the words he say, is what? What's going to be the sign? Give me a sign, God. Because <laughs> you said you're, you're about to kill me. Now you have to show me a sign. Prove yourself that I'm going to live 15 more years. I don't know. If I were God, I would just smack him. <laughs> just forget that. <laughs> but, but God says, okay, I'll give you a sign. Can you think of anybody else who asked for a sign? Gideon, yes. Gideon said, I, I, I don't know if, if you're going to be with me and, and help me. Give me a sign. Who else? Somebody else asked for a sign? Sarah? No. It was Moses. Remember Moses? The burning bush? Like, okay, throw your staff, like it turned into a snake. How about another sign? Put your hand in your, in your jacket and bring it back and then pull it out. Leprosy. Moses wanted a sign. Uh, Gideon also wanted a sign. So there's nothing wrong asking for a sign, but it, there are other people who had great faith. When God said, this is what's going to happen, they said, yes, Lord, I believe you. I trust you. Do you need to ask God for a confirmation if God already had said this is what's going to happen? Because God cannot lie. Whatever God says, it's going to happen. But Hezekiah said, God, please show me a sign. And God said, okay, I'm going to give you a sign. And it says, do you want the sun to go forward 10 degrees or backward 10 degrees or 10 steps? And verse 10, Hezekiah says, it is a simple matter for the sun to go forward 10 steps. Uh, wait a minute, wait a minute. Is this a simple matter for the sun to go 10 steps? But let's back up a little bit. What does it mean by 10 steps or 10 degrees? Do you know what that means? So let's do a little math here. How many degrees are there in a circle? 360 degrees. Now, because the Earth spins around once a day, that gives us how many hours? 24 hours in a day. So let's do that. If you were to divide up 360 degrees with, by 24 hours, then it will give us how many degrees? So now 24 hours is how many minutes? 24 hours times 60 comes up to 1,440, 40. So that means 360 degrees equal to 1,440 minutes. Are you following me? So one degree, if you were to divide 1,440, divide that by 360, anyone good with math? What's the number? What's the answer? One degree equals four. That means one degree is four minutes. So 10 degrees would mean 40 minutes, meaning the sun going back 40 minutes. Okay? Uh, is it a simple matter for the sun to go forward 10 degrees? I mean, it happens every day. You know, the sun is riding, rising, the earth is spinning. Um, 
you know, the, the seasons come and time goes and, you know, like, you know, everything is flowing, going as if nothing happened. Children may say, you know what, you know, I have a house to live in. Uh, my parents pay for my food. They give me rides every morning. Um, yeah, you know, they pay for the monthly payment for the house, monthly pay payment for the car. They put gas in the car. They put food on the table for me, and I don't have to worry. Everything is going fine. I don't have to pay for it, so it's all automatic. It's all free. Is it all free? Who is working hard behind that? The parents are working very hard to provide the food, the ride, the car, the clothes, the housing, everything. Same thing with church. Some people come to church and say, you know what? Oh, the church is nice. Electricity is paid for. It's heated up. It's, it's cooled down during summertime. Everything is all paid for. I don't have to put anything. I can just come and just enjoy. Potluck is all prepared. I can just go and enjoy. Everybody says that. But behind the scene, someone is working very hard to make sure things run smoothly, right? God is doing the same thing. He's making sure the sun is rising and, and falling down. The earth is spinning. The air is circulating. The rain is falling down. The tree is growing. God is working very hard. Hezekiah says, oh, you know what? Everything is working fine. It's a simple matter. It's not. It's a very difficult matter. But he says it's a simple matter, just like a little child. And ever since the chapter began, Hezekiah became a little child. You see that? God is dealing with this little child, spoiled child. And he's still answering his prayer. And it says, let the sun go back 10 degrees. Did that? How did that happen? How did that happen? Was it like a local thing only happened in Jerusalem? No. How do you know? Is there a proof? 40 minutes. So 24-hour day, that day was 24 hours and 40 minutes. Or I want to look at it because it went back 40 minutes. It has to come back 40 minutes again. So it would be 25 hours and 20 minutes, I would think. Is that? Yeah. That's what I would think. So one day in history... Would it have been at least 24 hours and 40 minutes or 25 hours and 20 minutes? Was there a day like that in history? I don't know. I can't go back and check it. But the Bible says who observed it and, and sent people to, to find out about it? People from Babylon. So the king of Babylon at the time under the uh, conquer, under, under uh, Assyria at that time, but they are smart people with the astronomy. They, they were like known people about uh, people known for their uh, astronomical knowledge and, and research. They sent people because they knew. All of a sudden, sun, the sun was going backwards. Nowadays, we would have no clue because how many times do you look at the sun and, and check the, the degree of the shadow of how it goes? Everybody checks their watch or their cell phones to check the time or turn on the radio, or your car. That's what people do. But back then, nobody had cell phones, nobody had watches. All the watches that they have is the sundial. Most of the watches that they have. So they check it religiously, and all of a sudden it's going back. What's going on? Even 40 minutes. Now, can you imagine if, if what I think it is happened, it's unimaginable. 
Only God can do something like this. There are other people that can say, you know what, maybe God has blocked the sun with the cloud a little bit and just had maybe the angel shedding the torchlight to, to change the light a little bit, something like that. There are some people who believe in that. I don't think so. I think God is not cheap. God is not like that. I think God really turned the earth backwards. Now, if, do you know how fast the earth is spinning? At equator, it's spinning at 1,000 miles per hour. But you know, when you accelerate in the car, like really fast at the beginning, what happens? Your body leans backwards, right? Because the car is going really fast from, from stopped to going really fast. But as you pick up the speed, your car is going like 100 miles an hour, or maybe I should say 65 miles an hour. <laughs> 65 miles an hour. And then, does your body keep leaning, forward, leaning backward? No, because you are going with the speed of the car. Your body is the same speed. But then when you slam on the brake, what happens? Your body goes forward. Imagine, the earth is spinning 1,000 miles per hour. We don't feel any speed. And then... The earth breaks all of a sudden, 1,000 miles an hour to zero, and they're going backwards. Now your, your car is going backwards, 1,000 miles per hour. That happens within 40 minutes. Guess what will happen? All the mountains, all the buildings, everything will fly out. What will happen to the ocean water? Ooh, a tsunami that you cannot even see the, the top, the, the, how high it is. It will just come and destroy the whole thing. And then, after 40 minutes later, go back again, do the same thing all over again. <laughs> how did that happen? And nobody knew what was going on. Nobody got hurt. Nothing happened, except that the shadow went backwards 10 degrees and came back. I don't know how that happened. That's one, one question that I would ask God when I go to heaven. Like, God, how did you do it? But that happened. That Babylonians were like, what's going on? And then they heard that King Hezekiah got sick, and that's the sign that God showed him as a sign of his healing. And Babylonians were like, we have to go find out what had happened. Okay, send some people over there and then find out what had happened. Instead of Hezekiah glorifying God, my God can do something like this. Your God can't. He should have done that. Instead, this guy did what? Oh, you want to see what I have? All the goodies, all the toys that I have? He showed everything he had with his pride. My time's up. I need to finish. When you need to trust God, when you are in despair, do not look at yourself. Don't look at how good you are, how bad you are. If you've been a bad person, if you've been not so good, that's okay. Because we don't look at ourselves. We don't, look at, we don't judge ourselves of how good person we were in our past because we look at Jesus and his righteousness. That's what we have to do. That's the mistake Hezekiah made. Every time there is a need, just look to God and his righteousness. And his righteousness will cover you. And God, remember, God leads us in the way that we would like to choose. Every time you are in dilemma, you know what? 
I don't know why God is allowing me to go through this. I don't know what's going on in my life. Just remember that God is in control. And he would choose the path that we would choose if we know what God knows. And trust in God and just follow him. And lastly, God answers our prayers. God answered the prayer of Hezekiah, the, the one who might have been good in the past, but now he's becoming like a little child, becoming very childish and very selfish. But God answered his prayer and granted all he wanted, even the sign of going through that trouble. He did that. He would answer our prayers as well. I pray that you will trust in God who will answer our prayers and who is righteousness and who is leading us into the path that we will choose. How many of you want to trust that God and pray to that God? And I pray that you would remember this God and pray to that God, trusting in him. Let us pray. Father in heaven, God of Hezekiah, God of this universe, who is in control of everything that we live in, everything that we have. But Lord, sometimes we look at ourselves. Sometimes we look at our own righteousness, the filthy rag. But Lord, we pray that you will help us to pray to you. When we pray, you hear our prayers in the place where you are up in heaven. And it takes no time for you to answer us. And you will lead us into the path that we would choose. So Lord, we help us to put our trust in you and help us to pray knowing that God will lead us into the best way. Lord, please bless all the people here. Help us to put our trust in you. Help us to trust you in whatever happens in our lives, in good situations, in bad situations. Help us to look to you. Thank you, Lord. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise team, please come on up.